When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Why do we keep getting ripped off? Well, okay, I know I said we. I'm not getting ripped off. Why do you keep getting ripped off? Why? I mean, in the past week, there have been, oh gosh, I think three stories that I've read about Ponzi schemes. The first one was the uh, the fact that now the SEC has determined that the Atlanta advisor who had a radio show and was promising these high return investments, uh, and then he went missing, he vanished. Well, it turns out he was running a Ponzi scheme. And then uh, just today, a guy in Norwalk, Connecticut, was sentenced to 42 months in jail hardly seems adequate, but 42 months for running a $5 million Ponzi scheme. And then finally, we have the guy yesterday, or maybe the day before, over the weekend, the guy who was running from the FBI, he had uh, he had been uh, running a $35 million Ponzi scheme, and he was running from the FBI in his truck, and then he pulled up to a lake and jumped in the water and tried to get away in a lake with an underwater scooter, you know, the little the little things you hold on to and they go, pull you through the water. So not only are they perpetuating Ponzi schemes, but they, they, they're all trying to get away, aren't they? They generally don't do it. They always get caught. Almost always. A lot of them get caught. Bernie Madoff got caught eventually. It took a while. But the question I have is how do they keep getting away with your money? How do they keep getting your money from you? What are you doing? You need to take some responsibility if you get ripped off in a Ponzi scheme. Do you know in 2019, there were $3.25 billion lost in that one year to Ponzi schemes. And that's those who got caught. Now, for those of you who don't know, a Ponzi scheme is a financial fraud uh, in which the early victims, the, the first people to get in, actually make the kind of money they were promised. But it's being paid out from new money coming in from the subsequent investors, investors in quotes, and it works as long as you can find a greater fool. As long as you can get somebody to buy in, you can keep paying off the old people, the old investors at these, and these, at these high returns, and keep a bunch of money for yourself as long as you can keep finding new fools. The problem is eventually you run out of people who are willing to give you their money. As a matter of fact, eventually you're just going to run out of money. And they always do. They succeed for a while. But eventually... 
they fall apart. They have to. The math doesn't work. So what is it? What is it that makes people fall victim to these? I believe it's a combination of things. First, of course, succumbing to greed. Every one of these Ponzi schemes promises high returns with little or no risk or high returns that are ridiculously high, like 1.5% per month or something like that. They're just ridiculously high. And anyone with a fraction of a logical thinking brain would conclude, well, that's just not likely. In fact, that sounds too good to be true. But what we do is we have this amazing ability to suspend disbelief if it's something we want bad enough, and high returns are one of those things that we want bad enough. The other way these people get you is by making you feel special. We all think we're above average, and we all think we deserve an above average return, particularly those of us who are extra wealthy or extra famous. You know, we already get everybody telling us how special we are. So, of course, there are people out there who are going to give us special investments. That's why you see so many athletes and stars and wealthy people uh, get ripped off in these Ponzi schemes. The Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme was in large part an affinity scam. It was all these people who said, well, you know, my friend is getting this money from Bernie and he's special and, you know, Bernie is special. So it's I, I just I'm special, too. I want to get in. So everyone who gets ripped off in a Ponzi scheme, whether you like it or not, the reality is you need to take some responsibility for getting ripped off. And every one of us should learn a lesson from this. And I don't think we will, but I wish that we would. And that is I'm going to go right back to the same old saying. If it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Just know that. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. And you'll probably enjoy a better future if you stop getting greedy. Do you have any questions for us here on the podcast or the radio show that airs on Saturdays? Well, give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or send in your question online at TalkingRealMoney.com. That's TalkingRealMoney.com. It's, um, it's really easy, and it's really free. So let's take a question that was sent in online. The subject is equity index funds versus equity ETFs. I would greatly appreciate your future guest Paul Merriman's take on this subject if it's not too late. We'll have to get him back on again. It appears he prefers ETFs. I think I have heard you, Don, prefer actual funds over ETFs. Not sure what Tom's read on this is. Well, we do, yes, we do slightly prefer funds over ETFs, only by the slightest, slightest of margins, and only because we still, and Tom agrees with me on this, we still have this nagging concern over just generally coming out and saying ETFs are superior. Uh, they are superior in some ways. One of the ways they're superior is in their fee structure. The other is in their tax treatment. 
So, yeah, we are going to start. We are, as a matter of fact, we've started, I believe, using ETFs for our clients' portfolios. And um, because what we're dealing with, we know are not actively managed, moving the money around ETFs, and we're doing it to get a tax advantage and to get lower fees slightly. You know, the fees, the fee differences are tiny, and they really are tiny, particularly when you're comparing an index fund to an, an index ETF. The differences are, are close to non-existent. One of the reasons we've preferred funds over ETFs is because of the, the fact that they have a great history that they have a system that works really well. And ETFs, they've had a few problems along the way. We don't expect them to be catastrophic, though. So we are comfortable with them. We're just, it could be we're a little old-fashioned, too. But thanks for the question. We like them both, as long as you're dealing with index products. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And let's take a called-in question, shall we? Hi, guys. Gosh, I uh, – sorry, i got to get away from my puppy here. I really love the show, and uh, it's one of my favorite things to – if I remember to, to tune in and listen to. Um, enjoy both you and your knowledge and – I'm actually looking to self-direct. I, I'm, I have an IRA that uh, the fees are pretty high on, and I'm I'm going to just go ahead and uh, I just had it uh, switched over to cash. It's a traditional IRA. I'm leaving my Roth IRA alone. It's got about, I believe, about 80. Uh, the traditional IRA has about 313,000 in it. Uh, I'd like to go to that try that two fund uh, recommendation. The the VTWAX, and then I can't remember what the bond one is, but it's in your it's in your website there. So I just kind of have a, just a question. Do I just call, pardon me, Vanguard and say, here's my account from Chase. Uh, it's been flipped over to cash. I'm ready to move it in uh, to these two funds. Now, uh, I am 65 years old, so I, I do have uh, considerations uh, as far as uh, trying to uh, you know, keep fees low but maintain what I have and, and not take too many chances. I believe, uh, and I'm sorry I don't have my paperwork in front of me, shame on me, I believe I'm at a, a roughly a, a 60 bond, 40, maybe maybe 70, 30, I'm sorry, 70, 30 um, stock bonds right now. So just kind of want to, just really want to know if I should just see, it, it, do I just contact Vanguard and, and move the money from Chase to the Vanguard accounts uh, through that method? Uh, um, if you have any any idea um, what direction I should go uh, as far as, uh, I do want to move it into the Vanguard accounts, but I, I also want to keep the, uh, the bond ratio higher uh, to stock um, just because of my age so and income. So that's it. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. And I love the show. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks for the question and the kind comments. Um, yeah, it's simple. You got the money already sitting in cash at Chase. That has already solved part of the problem. What you would do is either contact via phone. Probably better to go online, though. I've heard about long wait times. And go online, set up an account, set up an IRA account with them. Fill out the information. You can send them the account information online, and they can then go to Chase and bring those funds over and then invest them 
properly at Vanguard. You also might just want to look at our three fund solutions that we have at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the white-haired woman listening to the ear the uh, earbuds in her ears. Uh, we have some funds that we suggest at Fidelity and Schwab that are a little bit less expensive, although the Vanguard funds are very inexpensive. I don't have a problem with you doing it. The bond fund is VBTLX, which is the Vanguard Total Bond Index. The VTWAX is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. And a combination of those is going to give you massive diversification in a very simple, still very inexpensive manner. So I think that's just fine. But do go to their website. If you're at all computer savvy, you'll find it's going to be faster. It's really easy. You fill out the account information on the, the Chase account again, and then you tell them how you would like to allocate the new account. I believe they can even do regular rebalancing for you. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. And um, as for the allocation, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take our risk quiz before you decide for sure, because you want that mix to be comfortable for you as a person, not as an age, for your psychological propensity to panic. So go take the risk quiz, get it set up, and I think you're going to be in absolutely great shape. Again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK. You can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we do hope you do. Uh, got another sent-in question. We'll do this one before we wrap up the podcast. This one's a pretty long one. Uh, subject is TSP and 403B rollover to Roth slash taxes. Hello, guys. I'm 27, a husband and a father. I'm a union electrician. Good for you. You know, more people should become electricians and plumbers, please. I can hardly find good people. Anyway, I am a union electrician and get two pensions and an annuity plan for my union. My annuity plan is an employer contribution plan only, and I cannot contribute. My employers are required to contribute 11% of a current $73 hourly wage to the annuity plan. Okay, I'm going to make that point again. Kids, go to trade school. Really? <laughs> you come out of college and work somewhere for $15 an hour or get a skill and earn $73 an hour? Anyway, between the two pensions, another 11% is, is paid into those. So 22% of the total is being contributed to my retirement from my current $73 an hour wage. I think that's great. Currently, my annuity plan is invested in the Vanguard 500 index fund. My main question is with, with my thrift savings plan from the military. He's 27. I am no longer active in the military, and I have a traditional TSP with $10,000 in it. I can no longer contribute to that and would like to roll it over into a Roth IRA. Lastly, I have a Massachusetts State Retirement Account 403B with about 2000 in it that I would also like to consolidate into the same Roth IRA. If there's a long period of time I am unemployed since I'm a union electrician, there is no way for me to earn retirement accumulation working on the side. Of course, there isn't, but that's okay. So my thought is to get all non-union into a Roth IRA so I can contribute to that in addition to the annuity plan and the two pensions. And when I am not working for the union, I can privately contribute to my personal Roth IRA as a means of continued contributions without breaks from layoff periods. Wow. Now, if that is a good course of action, how do I go about transferring from a traditional TSP and 403B into a Roth and dealing with taxes? Should I pay out of pocket for taxes 
or should I pay off the balance of the investments? I have about 12 to 15 months of living expenses in the bank saved up for unemployed periods. Wow. Man, I'm impressed. Truly impressed. You're doing great. You got a great emergency fund. Perfect. 12 to 15 months of living expenses. You're making good money when you're working. You can work on the side and contribute to a Roth. Yeah, I think it makes sense what you're doing. Even though the TSP has very low fees, it's great, it's fine, but you want to consolidate and make life easier. And I like the idea, since you've got so many other accounts taking reducing your hourly wage, in essence, from a tax standpoint, too, having a Roth is probably a good idea in large part because you're a good saver. You're likely to have a lot of money and a lot of taxes to pay when you're in retirement. So I love the Roth idea. You have the money. You really do have the money to do a transfer into a Roth IRA and pay the taxes on the $12,000. It's not going to be that terrible. It's probably, I don't know how your bracket works out, but based on your living expenses, you're probably looking at um, no more than $2,500, which you could take out of your emergency money for now and then replenish it. So yeah, I would do that. And I would look to set up that Roth IRA with Schwab, Fidelity, or Vanguard. Use the right mix of funds for your risk tolerance. Overemphasize stocks over bonds because you're young. And uh, and make sure you rebalance and make sure you own U.S. and international and don't try to beat the market. Just be smart about it as you have been with other things. And don't buy the index 500 because apparently you have enough of that in the annuity plan with the union. Wow, I'm very impressed. Good job. Congratulations. Once again, you can send us a, a question at talkingrealmoney.com. You can call it in at 855-935-TALK. Or you can speak it, too, at TalkingRealMoney.com, just on the contact form. But if your issue gets more involved, you're trying to get a retirement plan started, or you have one of these incredible hodgepodge portfolios where there's a bunch of everything all over the place in different accounts, and you want to get it all together, and you need a little help, or you want a second opinion, get in touch with us. Our firm is called Vestory. It's a 100% fiduciary fee-only investment advisory firm, but we want to educate everyone. That's why we do the show and the podcast and the, and you know, Talking Real Money and the uh, Real Investing Journal and 401411 because we, ju- we genuinely want to help everybody. So go to vestry.com, click on the contact button or whatever it is, set up an appointment with one of our advisors whenever it's convenient for you via phone or online via Zoom. And, uh, Spend a little time with one of our advisors. There's no obligation, there's no cost, and there will be no high-pressure sales pitch. Promise. So go to vestory.com or call 800-386-3004. And thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends, relatives, do it safely. Please stay safe during this stupid time we live in. Please don't be breathing on other people until we have a vaccine. I need you. Stay safe. Stay with me. 
so we can all talk real money together. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.